1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom
2: Mr. Fryer, let's go.
1: Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station
0: previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show.
2: I appreciate that millionaire Willie Wilson is trying to help people because gas does cost a lot right now. I really appreciate him wanting to do it. Perhaps it would have been better to dispatch people in some of the, the underserved neighborhoods that you were trying to target, like Washington Heights and Roseland and And like Washington Park and South Shore and have them just go to door, go door to door and just give people gas cards. That could have been the move. But because you're doing this, I'm going to pump your gas thing, your people are wasting gas in line and they're causing a traffic jam that was covered on all of the news this morning. So people who aren't in the free gas line are then affected. So so look, is it a a net positive? Probably. Probably. But it could have been done better. Willie Wilson 2020. Make me a bicycle, clown. He's still out there running for president. So am I. Face drop. It's I'm here with you until two o'clock. We are going to talk about the Cubs at some point in today's show. Brandon and I had a whole thing that we were working on about the Cubs that we we're going to open up the phone lines after one o'clock to talk to you, the Cub fan, about some things. And of course, there's breaking news. Oh, by the way, the Bulls play in Phoenix tonight. That, that. That, that could go okay, maybe. That, that might be a thing that ends up happening. So we will keep you abreast of what's going on in the NCAA tournament. I'm looking forward to everyone's Twitter submissions of Sister Jean as General Grievous, because I think that is inspired content given to you by one Dan Bernstein. We need to take a break because there is some breaking news. The, the Bears... We're going to sign Larry Ogunjobi. and then they found out that he's not healthy. He did not pass his physical, so they have moved on. Chris Emma from our staff who covers the Bears is going to join me to talk about all of the ramifications of that next here on The Score.
1: Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. We have just been handed A a statement, and uh, this, this comes from Bears GM Ryan Poles on Larry Ogunjobi, quote, as I said before, Larry Ogunjobi embodies everything we are looking for in a bear. He is a special person
2: and player during the league's negotiating window earlier this week. We agreed to terms with him, subject to him passing a physical here. After a standard and thorough physical and medical review with Larry yesterday afternoon, our medical team deemed him to have failed his physical, and
1: therefore, unfortunately, we are not signing him today.
2: That was Mark Grody reading the statement from Ryan Poles. The Bears GM explains why Larry Ogunjobi's deal did not go through. And it's some breaking news. Breaking news here on The Score is brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo, privacy simplified. I feel like this is the system working. I know that's a very small thing that we're talking about. What we're we're talking about is basic front office competency. And we are giving props to basic front office competency. But you know what? Sometimes you have to give pats on the back for doing some bleep that you should already be doing. Chris Emma covers the Bears for us. You can check out his work on 670thescore.com. I'm sure he's got a lot of writing to do on this subject. But he was nice enough to join me on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. (laughs) Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Emma, thanks for joining me, man. Lawrence, what's good? How's it been? Things are good, man. Things are good. What do you make of
3: what we heard over the last hour about Larry Ogunjobi? You know, just from talking from people around the league, that the common sentiment is just the disappointment for a guy who's 27 years old and worked for this opportunity and you get a big deal signed and you have the setback. And, and just, everybody I've spoken with around the league has just said the same thing, just how disappointing it is. From the Bears' perspective, it's disappointing as well. You saw Ryan Pulse's statement saying it's an emotional day, a disappointing day. But you touched on it. This is the right thing. When you reveal this in a medical uh, situation and you see there's something that's going to hold them back from fulfilling that contract potential you have to make this move. The other thing I heard from people around the league is that this is not something they would have caught or should have caught before this point. This is the first physical that gets conducted unless there's some kind of special circumstance and they knew Larry Okunjobi was injured coming in. You know, We all saw that injury in the playoffs. It was clear as day. It was going to be a long recovery after surgery. Uh, I don't want to speak. It's not clear whether it is the foot but presumably that was going to be lingering anyways if it's not that. Uh, So this isn't something they should have caught before today. So uh, you tip your cap to Ryan Poles for making this decision a tough one, but at the same point it's disappointing that you're not getting this guy when you spend the last five days preparing for it. Why were they interested in adding him? He's such a great fit for what they want to do with his defensive identity. He's somebody who fits that 4-3 scheme, uh, versatility on the defensive line, great against both the run and the pass. You really just like that upside. And he's 27. You know, there's not a lot of tread on the tires, and he's somebody who you really felt strongly about that potential. Seemed like a great culture guy as well, somebody who you really want to build your defense with and somebody who's going to buy into the Matt Eberflus identity. So... There was a lot to like, but obviously when they signed that deal, my reaction and probably yours and others was, I guess they feel good about that foot, and clearly he's not where they want him to be medically. So the thing I'm curious about now, Lawrence, and we're not going to hear from Ryan Poles today, unfortunately, but is there still a possibility that they sign him back on a different deal? And the terminology in that statement was they're not signing him today. Uh, we haven't gotten clarity on what's next. People close to Larry as well as people close to the Bears have not Really touch on what comes next if there is something next. But as of today, there's no deal done. Okay. So, where do the Bears focus their attention now that he's at least for now not available to them? Tough, Lawrence, because like I said, the disappointing part for Ryan poles and it's a bit of a gamble, but because you're waiting five days to get that physical when you make a deal on Monday and you bring him in on Friday. The, you lose a lot on that first wave of free agency. Like those top guys are gone. Uh, the best defensive lineman probably out there right now is Akeem Hicks, and I don't know if he signed him back here. I don't know if the Bears have had any interest in signing him back. But you lost out on a ton of targets who were probably Plan Bs to Larry Oquenjope. So that, that's what that's where Ryan Poles does have to take some blame. You know, obviously he made a good decision in terms of turning down uh, this deal based on the medicals, but. You also were standing confident for five days that he was going to be okay and that the medicals were going to check out. And now you're kind of back to the drawing board with all your top guys off the board at this point. So it's hard to say. I don't know if Hicks is going to answer the phone if the Bears are calling. Uh, Based on my understanding, he's not had that market develop yet. So you could get in with one of those first offers if there's mutual interest, but we'll see how that one plays out.
2: What did you think of of Ryan Poles' decision to trade Khalil Mack and the return that the Bears got?
3: I think it was prudent. You know, I think it was something the Bears had to do because you're really banking for a guy who's going to be turning, you know, in his early 30s. He's, you're banking on him not living up to the high end of that contract. Like, that's a backloaded contract. Uh, you feel basically that he's not going to be that top end elite pass rusher in that that's basically what it comes down to. Uh, I thought their return was fine. You know, I spoke with some people with the Chargers organization who felt that the Bears actually had came out with it was a good deal. Like, I, I, it, There's a belief that they came out of this into a true win-win because uh, th- it looks like what they came out with here is financial flexibility. Ryan Poles has a clean slate. And if you're the Chargers, you got Mac and Bosa working together. That's pretty darn good.
2: I, I want to go back to Joby just for a second to, to just kind of ask you, Had this gone through and Ogunjobi would have been fine, do you think that that meant something for 2022 or was it always something that projected out for 23 or 24?
3: That's a really good question, Lawrence, and it's hard to answer right now. Like, I don't think this team is going to be super competitive this season, but you want to build something on defense. Like You want to start building that identity and having those victories uh, defensively where you come out to next season and Justin Fields becomes the quarterback they believe him to be, and you feel good about playing that kind of back-and-forth football on offense and defense. So, I I don't think Ryan Poles has an expectation that they're going to be competing for the North this year, but he said it in that introductory press conference. He wants to take the North and not give it back. He didn't put a timeline on that. I think he understands this is a long play, and this is going to take some time to develop. But a piece like Larry Joby was going to be critical to developing that defensive identity.
2: What have you thought of the other people that the Bears are, are reported to be bringing in and those that they've signed?
3: I really like the Lucas Patrick signing Lawrence and speaking with him, he's got a great head on his shoulders. An old mentor of mine and yours and Moon Mullen has always said that the offensive linemen are the guys you want to speak with. And those are the guys with tons of insight and tons of perspective and He seems like that kind of player. I I love a guy who's come in, tryout bases with the Packers, undrafted free agent, earns his way as a starter, and now earns this kind of second contract. And from a football perspective, he's got a nasty edge on the field. He's got what Ryan Poles is looking for and building that kind of identity on the offensive line. And I I really like what he brings to the table from that perspective. Versatility is there. Sounds like he's going to be their center. Uh, Sam Mustafer ranked as one of the bottom centers in the NFL last season, and Lucas Patrick played well in that spot, but he can step in as guard as well. And let's say they want to go get somebody like a JC Treader. That's still on the table for them. Do you think that the the
2: polls offered up what his vision of offensive line play is? And how do you think that will affect the players that are still under contract on the offensive line?
3: Yeah, absolutely. he saw when Ryan polls got in, he popped in the film from last season and, The thing that stood out for him on the offensive line, beyond just the fact that Justin Fields was far too often running for his life, he didn't like the fact that they weren't playing with that edge and they weren't getting ticked off. And I haven't heard exactly what he would say on this, but I would love to know what he thought in that Vikings game, that Monday night game where Justin Fields takes the shot and Jermaine Effetti is confronting uh, Tevin Jenkins instead of the Vikings. Like, that's the kind of stuff he wants, is somebody who's going to stand up for his quarterback and play with that kind of heart. And Ryan pulses is a former offensive lineman. We know what he values in that position. Beyond just playing strong, protecting football up front, he wants somebody who's going to fight for that quarterback. That's what Lucas Patrick is. That's why Aaron Rodgers gained such a trust for Lucas Patrick and really believed him in any position on that Packers offensive line. He really came to appreciate what Lucas Patrick brings in true terms of supporting that quarterback and being the right kind of piece up front. Bears have a couple guys like that. You know, Tevin Jenkins, I think, is going to develop into a nice player at that position. Uh, Larry Borum, well, you know, we're still kind of learning a little bit more about his personality. Hey, He's going to be competing for one of those tackle spots. Uh, Cody Whitehair looks like he's going to be back since the Bears did fill up those two post-Q and first cuts. So pencil him in for a starting spot. But uh, I think they want to build a nastier identity with that group. What's the intel on Justin Jones
2: who the Bears have signed to a two-year deal. Young guy uh, in free agency at 25. What can he do? Where does he fit on their defensive line?
3: Forgive me. I, was this a recent signing?
2: Yeah, this just just happened.
3: I apologize. I stepped away from the media room to uh, not be loud for everybody, so I missed this one.
2: Yeah, so Justin Jones is going to be in. So it's the, the two-year deal on Justin Jones. And I think that he probably played a little five technique out in, in, in I keep saying San Diego, in Los Angeles. and But I think that he probably fits as a three technique in a four three.
3: Yeah, I, I'm just going to speculate without knowing much about him that he's probably what Ryan Poles envisioned and Larry Okenjobi to some degree. I mean, he had to fill that spot up now. And uh, it looks like he worked quickly. I, I'd like to think that, uh, he's trying to replace the qualities that he saw in a player that they're not bringing in now in this kid. So uh, 25, like you said, that's a young player. You like, I always prefer when a player is mid twenties in free agency, because that means that not a ton of wear and tear. And you still have that upside where you can coach him up and get the most out of them. So uh, I-, I like that fact for sure. Uh, I need to learn more about him though, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And, and
2: he'll, here's the thing. He's got a physical too. So, yeah. so nothing's official. He, too, has to go out there and pass a physical, so we'll see if he actually makes it to the Bears roster. Emma, as always, I appreciate the time, sir. Take care. That is Chris Emma. Stephanie, he's out there dealing with how he goes in there. Look, there's someone else that's reportedly going to sign, but has not signed officially because he hasn't passed the physical. A texter said this, and you're right. I, I think you're right. The transparency here, to me, is different. I think with both of the previous administrations, had this happened with either one of them, then maybe they don't sign Ogunjobi, but they don't tell you why, and it just kind of quietly goes away. And then they would blame the media and be like, well, you know, they, the media jumped the gun on, on this. I like Ryan Poles saying in his statement that he thinks that Ogon Joby has all the traits to make him a bear, which also makes me think perhaps you're going to rework this situation and the money and the guaranteed money and the way that the contract is structured might change considering you might be signing a player that will need more time to recuperate before they can pass a physical. I would not Rule out Ogunjobi still being a bear. That's what my spider, Spidey senses tell me. Usually they're pretty good. Sometimes they're off, but usually they're pretty good. But yeah, the the texter who you're right. Like I enjoy that there is a higher level of transparency. So. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, speaking of a contract that is official, Seiya Suzuki's deal with the Cubs, I guess I should probably like, okay, let me back things up a little bit. There is a window in the NFL that allow teams to flirt with And then agents will tell media members, and sometimes team sources will tell media members who's going to sign without deals getting done. And then you have to have the physicals be done before the deal can be consummated. So, what while we often deal with reports being gospel. Like, sources indicate to Adam Schefter that the Bears are going to sign Larry Ogunjobi. That is their intent, but until the league year started, until they got the physical done, they couldn't actually sign him, okay? So, if you're wondering, well, wait, why did that disconnect happen? That's why. Because we're dealing in the space of this is going to happen when the league year starts and when we get everyone's football information same thing on the baseball side where it was reported that sayo suzuki a couple of days ago was going he had chosen the cubs and now we have the contract so suzuki is getting a 5 million dollar signing bonus he will make 7 million dollars this year 17 million next year 20 million in 2024 18 million in 2025 and 18 million in 2026. I was saying a couple days ago when you're looking at this guy's swing, I love it. It's beautiful. For and I don't usually feel that way about right-handed swings even though I am a right-handed batter. I've always felt that left-hand swings just look smoother. It's an easier transition to first base. Like all that stuff. But in watching highlights of Suzuki, I feel like I'm watching someone who's got really good balance and a beautiful swing. So that's done now. That's, that's an official thing. So, Brandon, let's keep an eye out on whether or not Jed speaks on Suzuki. I would love to, if, if we can before the show is over, bring that to people and share it with them. It's good. I know I'm kind of toggling back and forth between Cubs and Bears with this news story out here, but I, I would understand someone going, well, how come they didn't know about Joby's foot? We all saw it on TV. I, I am going to lean into the place of, I'm glad they didn't just sign him anyway for the money that they were talking about and I'm glad that they looked at this as an opportunity to say, hey, this, this isn't what we were initially going to do. Therefore, we're not going to box ourselves into a corner and sign a guy that didn't pass the physical or lie about it. I think that's a really good thing by him. And it's a very small thing because what we're talking about, again, is competency and transparency. And those aren't really sexy things. But you want to make sure that that's what happens. And let me just read the statement. We started with a statement. Let me end the segment with a statement. Ryan Poles sent this out to us, a.k.a. the media, so that we could share it with you, the fan. Quote, as I've said before, Larry Ogunjobi embodies everything everything we are looking for in a bear. He's a special person and player during the league's negotiating window earlier this week. We agreed to terms with him subject to him passing a physical here after a standard and thorough physical and medical review with Larry yesterday afternoon, our medical team deemed him to have failed his physical. And therefore, unfortunately we are not signing him today. This is difficult and is emotional for everyone involved, but ultimately, It is what is in the best interest of protecting the Chicago Bears. Close quote. I feel like that's a step in the right direction by the Bears front office. And I'll stand by it until proven otherwise. Back after this in the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Lawrence Holmes, noon to two, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Topside, Mitchell, deep three, got it! You have got to be kidding me! Seriously? Seriously? He's got 25 in the quarter.
2: 33 on the night. 89-81 Utah. Yes, Chuck. Seriously. Seven three-pointers in the quarter. Went for 25 in the quarter. Was destructive to the Bulls as they were trying to get a win in Utah. The Bulls will be trying to get a win in Phoenix tonight. We will have the pregame starting at 845 for you tonight here on the score. So you can watch all the games of the tournament and then be like, oh, NBA basketball. It's fantastic. If the playoffs started today, the Bulls would be on the road to start a series against Boston. They are, as it stands, the five seed with the six and seven seed. Only two games behind them. The Cavaliers are two games behind at six, and Toronto is two games behind at seven. Toronto will be on the docket for the Bulls in a back-to-back situation on Monday and Tuesday. The Bulls will play tonight. They'll fly back home, take on Toronto, and then guess what they get? A face full of Giannis. At the the Pfizer Center. Pretty important set of games for the Bulls. The good thing for them is that their schedule lightens up after this meat grinder that they're in. But there are still some issues with this Bulls team that leave me um, uncomfortable. It's weird because scoring is not really a problem for them. But there are games when efficient offense is. And it's cool that you you score 110 points, but if you give up 125, obviously the math is very simple on that. You lose by a lot. You technically get blown out because that's above the spread inside the game. Defensively, I know that they're deficient in the post it's been one of the bigger issues for them. Guarding screen roll is, a, is an issue. Brandon, can you remember that, that cut of Stacey that we had from earlier in the week of him talking specifically about screen role? Because it, it will apply tonight with the type of game that Phoenix plays and what they do with Aiton, no matter who's playing point guard for them. It applies. They're a team that struggles to guard screen roll. You got it? This was Stacey King breaking it down with Adam Amin a couple nights ago on the Bulls' struggles in that regard.
1: Well, that screen is good. Oh, is, Cole is, sets a big one and Fox yeah, draws the foul. The, the screens have killed this team tonight. They are setting these screens on the move. They're not just, like, stationary screens. The guard is already starting to dribble at him, and they're setting the screen. Watch Rashawn Holmes. He's going to start to, he's going to come up here. There's a screen right there on Kobe White, and that was, boom, right there, boom. The Bulls' big guys have got to get up, got to get up there and give some support. I'm not, we're not saying track the ball, because that's not what you guys do. But you've got to step up and give a little bit of support because Fox has been able to get to the basket. Mitchell's been able to get to the basket at will because of these high ball screens. You said it, this has
3: been, even before the Sabonis trade, one of the best pick-and-roll offenses in the NBA because of this guy, De'Aaron Fox. Rashawn Holmes runs it really well, Halliburton ran it well from the guard position when he was
1: here, and now, as you said, when you add Sabonis, As a screener, and obviously Holmes doing what Holmes does, you have to be aware of that right now. Well, and you all know the Bulls. You've got your scouting report. You've got scouts watching this team, and you recognize they've struggled with the pick and roll. So why not come out here and run that as a a staple part of your offense? They're going
2: to do that tonight. You're going to see DeAndre Ayton and JaVale McGee run to the rim. You're going to see them screen hard and run to the rim. And guess who's going to be feeding them the ball? Cameron Payne. We might need to, at some point, get a nice 10-foot high, I'm sorry, card to Cameron Payne. I mean, he wasn't any good here, and it looked like it was heading in a bad direction for him overall. And it seemed like his career needed to, to be near the abyss He was playing in China, right? He's playing over there, and it looked like it was the end of his basketball career. And he turned it around. He got in the bubble, and he's made it work. Without Chris Paul, let me give you assist totals for him in the last five games. 11 assists, 8 assists, 11 assists, 4 assists, 10 assists against Miami. And there's some dogs in there. He played Houston and he played the Lakers. But against Toronto and Miami, he did well. Against Toronto, he scored 24 points. I think that it's pretty awesome that a guy who looked like, I mean, let's let's keep it a buck. Cameron Payne looked like a clown. He looked like the guy that was out there just to be Russell Westbrook's teammate and dance and stuff. When he was here, he looked like a guy who was completely lost and thought he was a much better scorer than what he showed. But what it does show is that if you get with the right coach and you're willing to humble yourself and say, There's a lot that I don't know about this game, you can come back and have an effective. NBA career and this role in the offense that that Phoenix likes to play it's perfect for him so tonight when you're listening to the game on the score watching the game on NBC Sports Chicago yeah it's the same dude it's not one of those situations where it's got has the same name same dude who's improved his game exponentially and he's going to be causing problems so while I was promised better perimeter defense once Alex Caruso came back. And was he been back? Three games? And I've seen it in one game where that's been the case. Tonight's I'm gonna need him to I'm gonna need that to be a thing. I'm gonna need the Bulls perimeter defense to be better. I'm gonna need their screen roll defense to be better. Cause if it isn't, they're gonna get run out of the gym. We're going to talk Cubs and we're going to open up the phone lines next here on the
1: score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today